racking up strikeouts. He's got 15 strikeouts for Flackney in this game. He's got down. That's strikeout number 16 for Tyler Flackney. This ball game is over. And we're the best goddamn football league in the country. We're the best football, the best football league in the goddamn country. Period. Cheers. And welcome to episode two of the HRL Touch Mall podcast. I am here with Sanchez. Sanchez, like I said beforehand, is my co-host. Sanchez, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, heard you went down to Kansas City this week for some work. Did you uh, do anything fun other than working down there? Uh, yeah, it was the wife and kids spring break. And we had looked all over to find if we wanted to go on a trip. And we had decided we weren't going to. Um, but then it was Saturday and we just happened to look at the Kansas city weather and saw it was going to be near 70 every day. So we just up and decided to go. And, okay. uh, nice. yeah, so we spent like Sunday through Thursday, basically on the road and I took the laptop and did my work and we just enjoyed some sunshine and barbecue in Kansas city. Ooh, nice. Yeah. I, I know barbecue down in Kansas city is pretty big. Um, any good joints or recommendations that you have for down there? So one of my go-tos is uh, a place called Jack Stacks. And uh, I took some heat from Vladdy on Twitter for it because uh, I called it one of my happy places. Because um, I think he said it was a little hoity-toity, which it is. Uh, but that's kind of okay. what I like about it. It's not just a hole-in-the-wall spot. You can actually you know, get reservations and sit down at a table and have a, a waiter, a wait staff come and serve you. So that's that's nice every now and then. Um, and then the new spot I tried this time was a place called uh, Pig Witch. And it's uh, a combination meat shop and sandwich place. And so we, we went there and had some pretty, pretty killer sandwiches. All right. So since you're a barbecue guy, do you think that Kansas city has the best type of barbecue or are you more like a Texas guy? Are you more of like a Carolina guy or can you not really tell the difference between them all? Oh, I can tell the difference for sure. So like, um, Kansas city for sure has like the sweet sauce and more pig centric. Um, I don't know that I'll ever order brisket in a Kansas city joint. Um, beef ribs or burnt ends sure um but really yeah the the regional barbecue is something that each spot has has its sweet point for me so like i like to go to kansas city and really try all the ribs like the pork ribs um the last barbecue i had in like the southeast was in georgia and i had some really good brisket down there uh, I've had to travel to North Carolina a few times, so that's a lot of like pulled pork and pulled meats or like whole hog barbecue. Um, and then Texas, I've never really done much of a barbecue trip to Texas, but that's supposed to be all about beef and brisket. So I'm excited to go down there and uh, one of my spots I want to hit up sometimes Austin, Texas, and hit up Franklin Barbecue. Okay. So. All right. 
nice. to the yeah. point where I've actually watched his master class. Really? Yeah, yeah. The wife got me a master class pass uh, for Father's Day last year, and I should say the kid did. Um, but yeah, okay. that was one of them. Was Franklin Barbecue, and he did all these barbecue stuff with uh, the penultimate being his brisket, and it was gotcha. it looks amazing. Dude, I I can't pass up a brisket anytime that I see it on the menu. It's just one of my favorite, or not meals, but meats. It's it's just so good. I agree. If it's done right, if it's done poorly, yes. Like, yes. I no offense to Famous Dave's, but if I'm not going to go there in order the brisket. All right, so a little and, off topic. I just lost any here. chance for Famous Dave's sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit. But I think we need to get a little bit bigger if we're going to be wanting sponsorships. <laughs> well, Franklin, let's see. It. Let's see it from Franklin. You know, I know HRL is huge yeah. down in Texas since Deuce moved down there. Okay. All right, but yeah, we got a little off topic there. But uh, so sure, something sure. that I wanted to touch on about the last podcast, like we mentioned before, there's just been a slew of just free agent signings, transitions between the leagues. So we did miss a couple. Um, offseason moves. One of them was the Millers signed an adult league baseball player. I com- I don't remember the name, um, or even if they gave him a nickname. Uh, the professor goes back to the Bears um, after leaving the Marlins, and then the Trash Pandas signed a bunch of rookies since the Trash Pandas lost D, Peanut, and Average Joe. So um, that's definitely going to be an interesting squad to see with all these rookies, who's actually going to be able to step up in those uh, players' places? Yeah, the Millers, it looks like from their team page here uh, that they have named this person Smitdog, D-O-double-G. So that just screams of uh, wiffle ball prowess. Yeah. But uh, having the baseball background, I imagine they'll step in just fine. Right, I was going to say, with the baseball background, he's going to be just fine. But, I mean, it, it might take that uh, transition in between like seeing a baseball compared to seeing a wiffle ball. So if he's had any wiffle ball experience before, he might catch on right away and be a stud or be able to at least compete for a while. Oh, for sure. Um, then, but, oh, go, go for it. Oh, I was going to say that with the next team, if we looked at the trash pandas, there's not much to know there. Um, I tried doing a little digging. It sounds like some of them are uh, Toons' neighbors or buddies okay. from his neighborhood. Um, so they'd be all like Shakopee Bowl guys for sure. I met one of them at the uh, winter meeting. He was in tow. It seemed like a nice guy. I don't know anything about their Wiffle experience. Yeah. But it's the new look pandas. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, at this point, it's between the guy that you guys signed, Scrabble, and then yeah. anybody on the Trash Pandas for Rookie of the Year. So uh, it's either between Trash Pandas or Scrabble, basically. Now, it looks like the Manatees quietly signed someone named Kevin. Okay, I guess I didn't even see that. And I, I don't know anything about Kevin. Um, I'll have to talk to uh, Tootin about that next time I see him. Uh, or maybe reach out to Mike. But uh, who knows? He could be anything from, like, Nine's neighbor 
or someone tooting like I don't know plays euchre with to okay. a former teammate of Booms. So I mean that could go anywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's just another mouth to feed for their beer that they drink constantly. I mean, I think they're, I would say that they're probably the defending champs of drinking in the HRL, no? Yeah, well, there are now 10 of them, but for sure. Um, <laughs> Helps out. Yeah, for anyone who's not drinking, you know, their share, Tootin's certainly making up for it. Oh, yeah. But then, yeah, we talked about, you, you mentioned the professor going back to the Bears, which was an interesting uh, move in my mind. Uh, it, it felt like he was trying to spread away from the Bears at one point. I know for about 24 hours, he was the manager of the new Red Sox franchise before okay. he joined okay. up with the, the Marlins. But I, I think it was a situation where he was trying to find a maybe a little more competitive team. But uh Gotcha. Maybe the family came calling. Like this is you know, no offense to the the vibes, but this is the original HRL family right here. Oh, you're, you're, well, I, would you not say the Yankees potentially? Well, yeah, but I mean, you got the you got the Godfather and Truck, and then right the brothers, and then Sully being the brother, and then you've got Truck's kids. And right. I mean, it's they've got more family it's, connections. It's, it's, I was going to say it's more of a blood family for sure. <laughs> yes yes versus i think we're all kind of part of rocket and keith's family yeah yeah but no i was talking with sully the other weekend when i was playing in uh trench league and basically he was saying like yeah it was it's just basically become a family thing now it's, it's not about wiffle ball it's just going out there having fun with the family i mean maybe they don't see each other enough so maybe this is the time where they just all gather around and just have a good time so um, yeah, and if if that team ever has it. to, if that team ever has to um, push for a reschedule, there's definitely something wrong happening in their world. So. Exactly like, right. I think there's twelve of them now, if you count D, which I believe D was just signed to sit on the bench and drink beer. <laughs> yep, that's what I heard too. Is that he's basically there to keep book and just have a good time with everybody. Well, and at least their book will be legible now if you have to take it. And <laughs> we cannot say that about every team in this league. And that's gone yeah. since 2004. Like, the Expos were notoriously horrible at keeping book, either keeping it keeping it up as the game went along or just being legible. So, Yeah, yeah there, there's been a couple times where I've had to text, like, the uh, manager of the other squad, like, hey, what is this? I have no idea what just happened here. So yeah, if it, anybody listening out there that's like struggles with the book, just keep it clean. That's all we ask. Right. Penmanship matters. Yes. Don't make part of HRL spring training be just penmanship classes or calligraphy. Yeah. All right. So the main reason why we're here for episode two is that we're going to be going over the divisions our predictions on who's going to be the prediction or the division winners. And then also any of the award winners that we think that's going to happen throughout both the leagues. So with the winner meeting, we drew our divisions. Um, I'll kind of list them off here over in Egan. We got East and West. Uh, we have five teams per division. So over in Egan East, we have the baby cakes, the rough riders, the trash pandas, the lug nuts and the vibes. 
while Egan West has the Marlins, the Bears, the Yankees, the Manatees, and the Braves. Um, so I'm going to leave it to you to um, start us off here with who do you got for winning the divisions and then your wild card prediction. Since Egan only has two divisions, there's actually going to be a wild card in Egan, while Hopkins isn't going to get that wild card spot. All right. So we'll start with Egan East, which I think is uh, one of the tougher ones to, to call right now, just because of maybe some of the unknowns. Um, the baby cakes currently just show four people on the team. Um, and one of them is Palpatine. And it, that's not a slight to Palpatine or his skills. It's just that he hasn't been showing up like a regular for the last couple of years. So I'm not quite sure what Zach has in mind, but I feel like he's got some secret plan that he's going to uh, release at the last minute. Um, and then the Rough Riders with Hater and Hal, they're, they're really good but which version of them shows up each week. So that's also seems like a question mark to me. So I'm going to give the Egan East to the vibes. So Epstein, Huck Finn, the wish, fish hook, all the boys there, the family is going to come through and take that, take that division. And then in Egan West, uh, I've got, um, you know, selfless promotion here. I'm going to go with the Braves taking that one over, followed closely by the manatees. Okay. Um, yeah, and then for the wild card, uh, like I said, I think Zach has some sort of plan in his back pocket. I, I give it to the baby cakes that the they're going to get the wild card. Okay, yeah, our predictions aren't too far off. I also went with the vibes over in East, just because I feel like they have the deeper roster. Obviously, they signed the Wish, which is going to help them out, and then. Like you said, the Cakes only have four on their roster. I I guarantee you they signed somebody. Whether or not we're going to know who it is by the time uh, the season rolls around is another story. But um, I just see the vibes taking this. And especially since the Baby Cakes lost two pitchers, who's their second pitcher now? I mean, Hove is a good pitcher, but he hasn't proven himself to be a consistently great pitcher. So that's why I kind of feel the Baby Cakes fall short of... Um, winning that division and then also over in Egan East I have you guys winning it as well I think Scrabble (laughs) if Scrabble can definitely help you guys out as maybe taking over that lead pitching role if Handsome Matt isn't around as often Um, if Handsome Matt is there I think he's your ace while Scrabble could be a solid number two for you guys and then obviously you can throw Uh, chops can throw so i mean you guys can just rotate arms if you need to if say one of them isn't there or if scrabble is actually going to be struggling on the mound so um yeah at this point in our ages i think uh chops and i have really come to an understanding that we would love to split a game between the two of us three and three yeah yeah and i mean yeah and, and that's if Shandy and the man don't show up. And I obviously can provide some insight here. We hope that those guys will show, but their contracts with the team basically are show when you can and let us know if you're not. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was going to say, I don't think I saw Shandy last year, and I don't think I've ever faced the man or seen him at the rinks ever. So um, I, I don't even count them on your team as of right now, unfortunately. Oh, sure, but, sure. That's legit. Um, yeah. And then... Looking at the other people in your division, I think the Yankees had a bad year last year, but I think they're going to right the ship this year. 
Um, I think it's going to be a battle between them and the Mantis on who's going to be the number two there. And then the Marlins losing the professor as a pitcher, losing box as a pitcher as well. I think they might struggle to find out how to still compete necessarily. So I think they're going to have a like struggle on identity on how they're going to be playing in the league. Yeah. And I think that's Box's retirement is maybe one of the sadly, one of the most uh, quiet um, news events of the HRL off season. Like, right. Uh, yeah. You know, we talk about all these uh, Hall of Fame guys earlier in the last episode and here and there, and Box is right up there with people that should be voted right. for, in my opinion. Um, I I won't be surprised if Box is one of the next people to get into the Hall of Fame if his retirement days legit. Like, I could also see him taking a year off and then getting the itch again. Do we know but, if it was because of his kid? Is that the reason why? I don't know for sure. I, I haven't delved into that uh, that issue with anyone close to the situation. I should probably reach out to like Fadog or Newt and find out, but okay. I don't I don't know. But I, I have to imagine that you know his kids are getting more involved. And the same reason right. why we saw less and less of Rex. You know, you would see right. Rex, and he could tear up anything anyone's pitching. You know, he's a great hitter and a great pitcher for them. But uh, his his uh, availability was basically due to his kid's baseball schedule. Right, and it always seemed like it landed on whiff nights, so I think yeah. I faced him my first year in the league, and he was unbelievable at pitching. We had to go against Rex and Box. <laughs> it's just like, geez, this is not fair at all. Yeah, Um. so most people don't realize this or haven't gone back into the history of HRL that Box came in as a brave way back when so his first season was with the brave so it was chops myself box and um, i think edgar and um box told us that he was he was legit down for hopkins and he was going to keep it up and you know we 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 said sure sure you know we'll see once you start doing that drive for a year and of course the next year he took off but that's when rex got in the league so the the braves potentially they had like a slight chance of being you know, Box, Rex, Sanchez, and Chops, and that would have been a hell of a foursome if all four of us could have shown up all the time. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Definitely could have saved a little more of your arm, too. <laughs> oh, for sure. I They would have had to pull me off the mound at those, back in those days because I still thought I was good, but uh, okay. now I know better. Yeah. So who do you got winning the wild card then over in Egan? I'm, I'm still going baby cakes for the wild card in Egan. I, I think Zach has something up his sleeve, whether it's like whether Spoon has finally moved back here and he hasn't told anyone and he's going to rejoin his dad and Zach and relive the glory days or who knows what. I, I just feel like Zach's been around long enough that uh, he doesn't get left out. You know, I don't know, left out in the lurch for this sort of thing. Yeah. So I think he's got, one or two guys, maybe they're Hobes buddies, they're athletic, and they can teach to pitch. I think under Zach's, Zach and Palpatine's tutelage, that Hove will turn into a top-notch starter. Uh, they already started to do it a couple years ago with him, having him pitch more frequently or more important games, I guess, or high-leverage yeah. games against higher opponents. So, I, yeah, I, I think that's where they're going to fill the innings, and they're going to do just fine. Okay. Yeah, I actually... I'm going to go with the Yankees 
just because All as right. of right now we don't know who the baby cakes is signing. So I mean, until they prove to me that they can find somebody else, I, I'm give, I'm going to give it to the Yankees. Um, I think that their pitching is going to step it up a little more this year. Um, and then obviously they just had a down hitting year last year. So, I mean, if they don't have all eight guys there at the rink, if they get more of a smaller hitting lineup, that could definitely benefit them. And maybe we'll see that this season. So I got the Yankees winning the wild card. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, Rocket still, he, he doesn't pitch as much as he used to. Um, so I, that'll depend on if his shoulder is hurting or not. But at the same time, Z-Dog, Torpedo, that's still a pretty good yep. one-two combo on most nights. Right. So. Right. And then they got, also got Neutron who can throw. He's he's had a little bit of issues before in the past with um, giving up a whole bunch of runs and walking people. But if he can find it and start striking people out, start shutting down teams. I mean, that's another third arm that they have there. Well, and you never know what a team's psyche is going into the season. Like the 2021 Yankees could have just been, we you know what guys, we're going to be a little more laid back this year. We're going to show up. We're going to, we're going to do our thing, have our fun one way or another, win, lose, not a big deal. We get to whiffle palooza, then we're going to turn it on. I mean, when we saw them, they, they're the ones that knocked the Braves out this last year. The, and it seemed like a lot different team than people had seen in the regular season. So I don't know if they had just like turned it up to 11 or what, but they were, they were looking to win and they all kind of had a more serious, serious face on. Yeah. And I think it could have been a lot different, especially if Z dog didn't twist or sprain his ankle in game one too. So, I mean, that, yeah. that could have been more arms that they could have just carried them through. For sure. All right, right, so Hopkins now? Yep, Hopkins. So over in Hopkins East, we have the Blue Sox, the Twins, the Millers, the Chihuahuas. Hopkins Central, we have the Grasshoppers, the Rumble Ponies, the Americans, the Rubber Ducks. And then Hopkins West, we have the Aces, the Blue Wahoos, Mariners, and Mets. Only Um, in a Wiffle Ball League podcast will you find yourself uttering those words in that order. Rubber ducks, grasshoppers, Americans, rumble ponies. It, it's like you're, <laughs> it's like you're casting some weird spell, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I love being able to expand to the minor league team names, just because when I came in, um, a lot of the team names were already taken, and then you had these legacy teams that were good, that were kind of like quote unquote off limits. So it kind sure, of like yeah. played our hand on what team names we could go to and then if teams were switching to a new team name you had to wait a year to then claim it you can go back to back um so i I just really like the idea of going into the minor leagues just that way you can build your own brand you can have more fun names um yeah it would be cool to be like an mlb team name but uh, building your brand i think is better than using that yeah i i agree i went back and forth on the whole mlb team name um for quite a while and eventually when the vote came down to it the last time i did vote for the minor league teams uh it it just opened up a wide variety and like you said at some point we had expansion or new teams forming say two or three teams and their choices were 
I can be the Orioles, the Tigers, or I don't even know. You know, that's how far it had gotten between teams right. being claimed and unclaimed and all that. So I think it's good. Um, yeah, yeah, it just makes sense to me. I, I almost feel like at some point we should say no more major league teams and just make it minor league teams across the board. That would make it interesting. Obviously, you could probably grandfather in the teams that have already, um, that are already major league team names, and then once they're done, it's done. Sure, um, sure. But I mean, there's what three minor league leagues that you can choose from, and they're just great. I mean, there's just yeah new teams or we could, team names forming. We could get really weird with it and say you can only be you know. Uh, Japanese league or Korean or the Mexican league team names. Just, true, just true. go real wacky with it. Yeah. Although having a team named the rubber ducks and the grasshoppers seems kind of crazy enough. Already. Yeah. Yeah. I'm learning more minor league team names now than I because knew. Because of that. Right. And who, and yeah, who I didn't they're affiliated with too. East. Yeah. I don't know who the aces were with or the blue Wahoos. I mean, I still don't, but I assume they're legit names. Yep. Yep. I mean, they have to be if they're going to be in our in our league. So, but unless you're the Bears, <laughs> I I think Truck can basically name his team whatever he wants. Nobody's going to bad well, guy. The the thing that I'll give Truck with the Bears is that the um, before the Rockies came into be in the MLB, there was a AAA affiliate minor league team named the Denver Bears. So okay. you, there's actually like this small baseball museum right across the street from Coors Field that if you're ever in Denver that's definitely, and going to a game, it's definitely worth your time to go through. It, it takes like half hour, 40 minutes to walk through if you don't read everything. But they've got old Bears uniforms and uh, all sorts of signage and things from when they were the Bears. And apparently it was a huge draw. And that was one of the reasons why uh, Denver was able to get a major league team is because they were such a good draw at the AAA level. Okay. I was going to say, I've been to Denver almost every single year since I could remember, and I've gone to a couple Rockies games, and I've never even seen that. Like, yeah, you know, you'll have to look yeah. it up. I'll, I'll see if I can send it your way. But uh, Chops and I stumbled upon it last time. We were there for a, a Braves Rockies series. And yeah. it, like I said, it's, it was definitely worth the cost of admission. So, yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. But going back to the Hopkins predictions, I think each one of these divisions, you could make an argument one way or the one way or another. Just because I feel in Egan, it's very top heavy. While over here in Hopkins, it might be top heavy, but the divisions how they were drawn give anybody a chance. Um, yeah, so there's, with the, there's- there's only one division that I feel relatively confident in, and I still feel like there could be a dark horse in it, and that's the East. Okay. Yeah, so for me, I actually, with the East, I'm going with the Millers. Um, I think the Chihuahuas lost arguably their best player. Um, I think they need to find a solid number two pitcher. Um and so that's why I think it's going to be between the Millers and and the Chihuahuas. Obviously, we can't count the Blue Sox out either with what they did during Palooza. But are they really going to try it in the regular season? Is the is the other question. <laughs> um, so I mean, the Millers, you have Bliss Jr., 
who is arguably a Cy Wiffle pitcher every single year. Um, you got Dr. That K. receives can... zero, zero yeah. um, run support. Exactly. And, I mean, his numbers reflect it, but his wins aren't there. And it's just devastating to see that. Um, Dr. K, when he's on, he's on. He's good. The only thing that the Millers are lacking is the run support, like you said. And hopefully this new guy can come in and help them out with their batting and get everybody like more run support. And then last year, the Mart had a breakout year, but had a wrist issue, had knee issues, had ankle issues. So if he can stay healthy, I think he can also provide a solid bat for that team and pull out the automatic bid for the playoffs. I I went a different direction. I was thinking that uh, maybe I I didn't give the wish enough credit. I was giving him credit for lifting up the vibes to a whole nother level, if that's possible. But uh, I'm still calling this for the Chihuahuas with the Blue Sox being my dark horse as giving them a strong run here. I think the Blue Sox are going to see what they did in Wifflepalooza and then uh, they might give it the old college try and see if they can make a go of it in the regular season and not even worry about that uh saturday with palooza yeah i i think you can make an argument for three teams for three out of the four teams in this division yes we can both agree it's not the twins yes unfortunately <laughs> it's not them as, as good as nelson is at the at the dish i don't think their pitching can carry them to the division nelson's Nelson's resurgence at the dish. I don't know if it's a resurgence or just a surge. I don't get it. We were facing him and all of a sudden he puts up, he puts up 23 homers last year. And I think he hit, must have hit four or five of them off of me, but he had hit 13 as a previous career high in two more games. And that was almost a decade ago. I was back in 2013. Yep. I, I experienced the exact same thing. I thought I was just going to be able to go in there and just groove strikes. And Nelson's over here. Just, I think he might've hit three off me, honestly. And I just go, what, what is going on? Like yeah, I, nope. at, at, at that point, I knew Nelson was uh, like, nobody's talking about him with how well he was hitting. Uh, I mean, and then when it came down to like the award season, people try to pump people up. And I mean, Andy came out, he did his, he did his, his job and he tried to pump Nelson up for like either most improved or yellow slam or like the guys are trying to do it. But like, there's just not enough voices there, a loud enough voice where well, it's heard by enough people to really understand and look at it. So like when you go online and you look at the the overall stats, and you've got what was it the crawdads, and they have the top five of everything, right? And they're hitting fifty home runs. Nelson's twenty three home runs in twenty eight games doesn't look as impressive, but when you really dive in and you start looking and thinking about it, you're like, hold on now, that that's that is pretty good for a guy who's right. a career hitter like two sixty. All of a sudden, it's three forty five, and exactly. almost doubles his home run total. Yeah. Right. I can't remember what award it was for, but I had an inside scoop that uh, none of the twins voted besides Kmart. So that uh, also had an that impact. Doesn't help so... That does not help <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, our right. voting process is very heavily dependent on if your teammates like you and you have a lot of them. Exactly. Yep. All right. Moving to Hopkins Central. 
So what is, um, I'm sorry, let's just, one more point. Where did we go for okay, yep. I went Chihuahuas, you went with the Millers? I went Millers, yeah, yeah. I went Millers, you went Chihuahuas. All right, because this is, this. someone's going to have to keep tally of this, and the loser owes the winner beers, whoever gets more right. I was right. going to say, if, if you want to play for a case of beer for the division winners or whatnot, we can definitely do something yeah. like that. Or if you want to do for it sure. on, like, episode three, where we're going to be talking about the games of the week and predicting... Um, not necessarily scores, but uh, are they going to split? Is somebody going to uh, sweep? And we can do something like that too, as well. So, we yeah, can I'm all for it. Track with something like that. All right. Yeah. So for Hopkins Central, I originally posted an article on the website stating that the Americans were going to take the division, but that was before I knew that Wally was going to be signing with the Grasshoppers. So since then, I've had a change of heart, and I now think that the Grasshoppers are going to take it. Um, I think it's going to be a little more easier for them. Um, I think the Rubber Ducks and the Americans are going to definitely be battling for second place. I think we're going to be within scraping distance of the Grasshoppers, but I ultimately think the Grasshoppers take it by maybe two games. All right. Not, you know what? I'm going to lift your spirits here. I have the rubber ducks taking this division. After uh, the, the push you guys made last year in the division to, to eke it out at the end. Um, yeah, I think you've got the, the pitching to shut the teams down where you need to. And enough hitting to get you by. That uh, I don't know that the grasshoppers have all the pitching they need. Uh, don't get me wrong, smallpox and grizz can deal when they need to, and nightmare is filthy. But, you know, if they've got the nightmare um, radar gun, I don't even want, know what we call it. You know, his whole situation out there where he's keeping people honest, it makes right. a lot of games a lot closer than they used to be. And I, right. know, I think that could affect some team psyches when they're out there pitching. So, All like, right. You get an Americans versus Grasshoppers um, situation, and Lulu has that number flashing at him every time he throws that wicked screwball thing, and yeah, he might lose it. But it, yep. it, this is this is the division I call the best in the entire league: Hopkins, Egan, anything. This this has top to bottom. I mean, even with the addition of the Rumble Ponies, like let's not leave them out of the conversation because those guys are getting better every year with experience, yep. but like. I really could come down to flip some coins between who it is, but I decided to go rubber ducks, grasshoppers, Americans, and then rumble ponies. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think that this is the most or, or the best division that there is, because I mean, if, if the rumble ponies figure it out, they could definitely be in the conversation as well for who could win this division. I think we are both in agreement that we think that they're going to finish fourth, but um I think they're going to be competitive. I don't think they're just going to roll over. But with the Americans adding two new bats with Peanut and Average Joe, I think that could definitely help them. Um, it definitely didn't help last season with just a downfall. Like, I think they needed to win three of their last ten and they would have made it in or something along the lines of that. I have no idea. I can't remember. But, I mean, I think oh, it, they had such it a big came lead. Down to the last it came down to the last series even and right. It did. They were playing us, the Braves. And if they had 
swept or taken two out of three or something like that, they would have they would have made it in even. So they even had a chance at the right. last moment of the night. And uh, yeah, I think they lost one of three or two of three, and that was that. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm very excited about this division to see how you it know plays what, out. What what's interesting here is because of how the division draws, and I I love the fact that we change divisions every year, and it's so yep. random. And sometimes you get a great division where it's a lot of competitive balance and other times, maybe not so much. And that's across the league, not saying my own team or whatever, but what's interesting with this year is that Hopkins has all the teams with no wild card. So at some point you will have either the rubber ducks, the grasshoppers or the Americans or the aces or the Mets or the blue Wahoos or mares. Most of those teams more than not will end up in Wifflepalooza. And they're going to wreck havoc with the rest of the teams who think they have a chance. Yep, and that—that's one thing that I've that I've thought about since the division draws is that you're going to be sending a top tier team to Palooza, where they could even lose out and not even make the playoffs. I mean, anything can happen on that Saturday. All it takes is a weird day, and we've had plenty of those in Wifflepalooza where the wind is a little weird for some of the pitchers and you know say it's a pitcher who throws higher in the zone and over the top versus like low risers they can't cut that wind and yep. they can't find the strike zone and they walk in two three runs before they get pulled for a guy who can find the zone but can't strike anyone out that's it for right. the team so yeah at some point exactly. we'll get to the west but i mean it's crazy to think like one of the aces or the mets will be in wifflepalooza and like like yep. i said one of the rubber ducks grasshoppers americans will be in wifflepalooza Two of them will be. Two of them will, yeah. But yeah, let's go over to the West then. Um, For me, it's tough just because I'm not sure who's going to show up for the Aces for their consistent number two. Uh, And if it's going to be kind of who's hotter, is it going to be Psych that's hotter that's going to be pitching constantly or is it going to be Dumpy that's going to be pitching constantly because they both can hit the zone but if they're struggling then the other one comes in um but i think i'm gonna give it to the mets um just because i when when it comes down to it taco and jc love the competition so when they when they when they're gonna go up against the aces i don't think they're just gonna be messing around i think they're gonna want to win those games and i feel like their pitching is a lot more consistent can be a lot more consistent than the aces. Don't get me wrong. The aces could definitely pitch with them. It's whether or not they can do it consistently. Well, and the aces have web, web gem too. So, I mean, right. Well, don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. Web gems, their ace. It's just their number two. Oh, I see. I see. You were going number two. Yeah. Yeah. And having watched uh, Dumpy throw in Trent's league, I wonder if he'll be able to tone it down to the actual speed limit for HRL again. Yeah. Because I feel like he really wants to play and practice for national tournament. Uh, it, it really feels like he has that itch. Um, yeah. I look at it kind of similarly. Um I my initial vote is I have the Aces edging out the Mets by like half a game, maybe a tiebreaker even. 
So Aces, Mets, then the Blue Wahoos and the Mariners. I didn't know what to do with the Mariners and Blue Wahoos. I don't know the Blue Wahoos, and I know the Mariners got better. Um, but yeah, it's that was just more of a toss-up. There is a, a World Series HRL hangover, and I think it's less of look how many enemies you pitched on your pitching staff and more of this mindset of, hey, we just want it. Let's relax. Uh, we saw it back in like 2005 with the Indians. I saw the Red Sox do it. I think Epstein, after the, the Dodgers won, I feel like he has even gone through a, two, a one or two year like hangover, if you want to call it that, which is like, it's more of a relaxation. Like, I want it. No one can take that away from me. Like, and that's something like, of all people in the league, Kmart and the, and the Twins, 2004. No one can take that away. They are HRL champions. Um, right. So, like, I, that's the only thing I can see taking the Mets down a notch on the competitive level. But at the same time, I Taco's won it numerous times. JC's super competitive. Mippy, I can't imagine, likes to lose. So, I, I think yeah. it comes down to the end of the season. And like I said, it could just be a tiebreaker which decides that division. Right, and I, I think both Taco and Mippy have won it four times. I'm pretty yeah. sure Mippy's won it four times. Taco for Brandon sure. Brandon love times. fellas. Like, don't get so <laughs> greedy. Or come join the Braves so I can have one. Yeah. There were a few times Somebody I was supposed to win it. You guys, I just, huh? Yeah, uh, there were a few times I was supposed to win it, and we didn't. And that's just life, you know. I've I've gotten over it. Yeah. I may still be bitter yeah. here and there, but like, <laughs> no, it's good. That's that's impressive. Four times, and Mippy's done it with different teams. So is Taco. So, yeah. Right, right. I mean, like, side note: I was watching. I wasn't at the games, but I was watching on the Periscope feed or the live feed, and seeing JC win it after having been in the league for how long with so many different, you know, variations of teams. I, that rejuvenated me. I was texting with Shirley about it, Charles, and uh, I was both. I was just like, you know what? I had kind of given up on the idea of winning ever, but that kind of got me built up again. Like, okay, let's, let's give it a try. You know, maybe we, we can do it. So maybe yeah. someday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even I, I hate to say it, but I mean, even at JC's age, that gives everybody in the league. Cause I think he's one of the oldest in the league. I mean, and he's still competing. I mean, it, Oh yeah. I mean, he, he can just have that one year where you're just going to be, on and you can still win yeah we that's that's like a whole episode that we could do like the the aging faces of the hrl we can do it tastefully and make it classy yeah. but like palpatine yeah. and jc uh right. Cheryl's turns 50 this year so I mean, we've got plenty of guys getting up there oh yeah and i mean they're all all competing still i mean it's not like they're losing but <laughs> no. All right, let's go to our award winners for each Egan. Uh, we don't need need to necessarily expand on it on all of them. We don't need to give reasons or anything. But I mean, any fun side notes that we have, maybe we can do something like that. But give me your two fun stars for each league. Oh, thank God! I thought you were gonna make me ask make me fill out a roster for the fun stars. And that to me is such an honorary title that we don't, we shouldn't waste our time having an actual game despite the I, one 
despite the one time or the couple times I've been in it and like Chops and I duct taped each other together because we had tied numbers. And I think it was all ironic because I'm, I'm pretty sure Elle got a bunch of guys to vote for us, like in an yeah. ironic sense, because yeah. they thought we we're assholes, which we probably yeah. are. Anyway, so yeah. All right. Two from each. We'll, 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 we'll table that discussion about the fun star <laughs> game for when the all-star game comes around, because I've had some ideas about it. I've shot it around with Eddie Bauer to see what we can do to try to improve it. So let's table it for now and then discuss that in a further episode. All right. Fun stars. I'm going to go start with the E again, because that's where I'm at now. Um, Whether I want to or not, I'm going to give one to Franklin just for the amount of crap that man talks. Like, I don't know that he can open his mouth without shit just spewing from it. And <laughs> I don't know if we're trying to keep this PG, but maybe I just used up our I'll one. Go I'll go for <laughs> but, it. I'll go for it. But that's, that's what I got. And uh, I, I need to see him out there on the field, all-star night, flying a kite with a penny tape to it, <laughs> whether or not there's storm clouds. Just risk his life. And then uh, for the uh, <laughs> for the other Egan one, it's hard because you know I want to give it to a bear, um, but I you know what I'm gonna give it to Twizzler. I'm gonna Twizzler? stick with the yeah I'm gonna stick with the the lug nuts because if she's willing to go to that team and show up and deal with that group, hats off, like all the way. She finished fourth last year in fun star voting. So she, maybe being a more, more consistent player or around could definitely I, help her. She shows up twice with that group and I will, she gets my vote and I will push. I, maybe I'll hack the, the Braves votes that don't vote at all. And I'll, I'll try to get her in on my own. But like, yeah, she, she, I feel like she's in for something that she yeah. may not understand. Yeah, I definitely agree with you for Franklin, for sure. I think it's his to lose. I mean, the amount of passion that he's brought over to Egan with Wiffle Ball is second to none. And honestly, off of that team, Hoover is the much more fun person and nice guy to chat with. It's not Franklin. Franklin's not actually that pleasurable to uh, interact with. Uh, But he's got the shtick. He's got, like, the... I don't know. The... WWE or WWF wrestling yeah. persona for the HRL, and that's more of what we need. Yep, yep. All right, and then for me, for Hopkins, um, I gotta go with my boy, the Mart. He's just always has a great attitude. I think that he should be recognized by the league a little more. I know some people might not know him. He's very friendly. I mean. He, I don't think he's ever had a bad night at wiffle ball. He could lose fucking 26 to nothing and still have a good, great time in the rinks. I don't think I've ever seen him down on anything. And then probably my second runner-up would be Ages. Uh, I don't think anybody's <laughs> had anything bad to say about him. What he does for the league with content on Twitter and then sometimes whenever he does do the videos for YouTube are just great. So I, I think those are my two fun stars for over in Hopkins. Nice. I, I can't argue with that. Having played the last year there, I, I will give that my stamp of approval. 
The only other one I might throw in is that I, I just have such a good relationship with Eddie Bauer, joking back and forth with him, and then watching his team uh, ride his ass constantly when he messes up. Uh, you know, like yeah. that's another another thing we could divulge into at some point is what the Blue Sox are bringing on a nightly basis from the playlist to the, uh, what is it, like the wrestling championship uh, belt. And then also the big, the helmeted... The uh, walk helmet or the, whatever. Yeah. yeah, the walk helmet. The, the, the horns and the blue felt. It's, yep. They're doing it right over there. So, I mean, yep. I feel like they I, I will say honorable also, mention. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I've never played against Eddie Bauer. He's never been there when the Ducks have played his team. Oh, so, I've never actually seen him at the rings. I've only seen him on All-Star Nights. Well, that tells him right. what he thinks of you. <laughs> yeah. Or tells us what he thinks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on to Sultan of Suck. I can start if you want. I'm not shy on this. Yeah, neither am I. It's not something I. I mean, I think this is an optional vote at some point, just because feelings started to get hurt for some people. Um, I think it's more of like it, a gag vote now. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. At one point, you know, I I feel like the old man history on this podcast sometimes, but like at one point, the Braves, we very proudly had peaks, and he won Sultan of Suck, and we put that feather in our cap because it meant that we always that kept our streak alive of every year having an award winner. Because none of us won an award other than that, but Peaks won Sultan of Suck, so we we ran with it and was just like, hell yes, that's ours. Um, but this year for Egan, I'm gonna go with the uh, previously mentioned Franklin. I just think he's terrible, uh, probably a terrible human, and uh, I don't think he's good at wiffle ball, and he's just gonna be bad this year. And then right. in Hopkins, similar reasons: bad human, bad at wiffle ball, Vladdy. Yeah, I, I don't think there's ever been a year that I haven't seen Flade not win it. Well, former he's a former batting champion. Right. Um, and I just feel like if he spent more time focusing on hitting the ball and less time razzing his teammates, it, it would turn out far better for him. But uh, this year I feel like he's going to double down on giving his teammates a hard time for his uh, shortcomings. And it's going to get him another salt and suck. Yep. And w- especially when you said he trash talks, he can't back up his trash talks on the field. <laughs> I think a lot more people are going to push towards the Sultan of suck. So I'm actually in agreement with you, with Franklin and Vlade being the Sultan of sucks again this year. And I feel like the disclaimer here should be that this is all said kind of tongue in cheek. I actually, <laughs> I, I do not mind Franklin as a human and yeah. Nate and I have hung out outside of wiffle ball plenty of times that I consider him a friend and he's, he's a fine human, but uh, yeah. his HRL persona is just well, grumpy and terrible. Yep. And I, I mean, I have conversations with both those guys, so I, I hope they don't take it personally. I mean, I know I'm going to hear it from Franklin. If he listens to oh. this, I'm going to hear it from him. So I, oh, yeah. I can take it. I can take it. I've been taking it since 2004. <laughs> I cry every night to sleep, but uh, on the outside, I project six skin. 
All right. Let's move so, over to most improved, right? We yes, most improved? yes, most improved. This I think this is probably the most difficult one to probably pick, honestly. I don't disagree. Um I I have a couple here. Um I can go first again. For Egan, okay. I'm gonna go with Fishhook. Uh his numbers were down last year from my offense and pitching was just kind of modest or mediocre at best. But now that he's got even more supporting cast and uh, he spent a night at the fire pit at Casa de Sanchez um, learning some hitting talk with Epstein and myself, uh, I, I feel like he's going to be 300 hitter with maybe 30 bombs next year and they're just going to roll. And then over the Hopkins side, this is a guy that was kind of flying under my radar until I played a night with him over at uh, the the other league, Trent's League, uh, Sarge. I saw Sarge hitting off a of Mippy and some others, and I feel like that guy is just poised for a breakout. Uh, I'm going to let you change that answer right now because he All is on right. our squad, but he <laughs> actually uh, will be more of a part-time player this year. Oh, just because... Sarge. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. You're killing yeah. me. So I, I, I can go choose mine. And then if you want to look through who you think could be a Hopkins most improved, you definitely can. But for me, all right, all right, all right. Um, over in Egan, um, it's going to be Hater. Hater had a down year, oh. I feel. Yeah. And I think that he's going to have to bear more weight. I think he can do it, and I think that he's going to rise up and improve his stats this season. And then over on the Hopkins side, I think it's going to be pretty similar, where I think Nickname is going to slide into that number two role as the Chihuahua's uh, pitcher. And I, I think if he gets that going along with hitting, I think that could definitely improve uh, his stats and be most improved over in Hopkins. That sounds good. Ah, uh, I took the time, and I actually had another name earlier when I was doing my research for this, and I'm gonna go with another teammate from that league of mine, Super Dave. Uh, I oh, think yeah. Super Dave has a lot more to offer at the plate, and he's an underrated pitcher. So I, I think he, I think Super Dave might ride that slider of his and slider riser combo, and you know. Pitch to like a low threes ERA, get his uh, average above 300, hit more than three home runs. Oh my God, Dave. Like, you need to go to Sanchez hitting school. Three. All right. Side note, we need to now dive into Super Dave's career stats because I remember <laughs> playing him when he was on the Astros. Yeah, 11 home runs, 11 home runs. He's going to set a new home run personal best career year home run so he's gonna hit 12 or better i'm gonna say and that's gonna win him most improved okay like i i, I now say, feel like the was, was that up. three was that three a little misleading with uh not showing up every single week or did he show up every week 35 games so yeah that's basically yeah every single week every game yeah the year yeah. before for the 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 short shortened season with the americans he hit two out of 29 games i mean okay. this is like 114 at bats yeah, I've hit I I've hit more home runs in a season than he has in his career. I really maybe need to take him aside and teach him 
like how to uppercut and swing hard. Just in case he hit it right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've been closing my eyes and swinging hard for almost 20 years now. Yeah. All right, but Super Dave, I'm on board. Super Dave, I'm going to get posters made. All right, Rookie of the Year. Uh, For me, over in Egan, I'm going to go with Scrabble. I, I honestly think that he can take over a team, especially with what I saw at uh, with Toberfest. Um, I definitely think that it's his to lose. And then over in Hopkins, I got uh, Taylor for um, the Mariners. I don't know Mariners if he'll in... pitch. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he'll pitch. He's the but, what a bat uh, guy, right? Correct, yep. Okay. So he's got a pretty strong wiffle ball background. It's not like he's coming in fresh. Right. Right. Uh, So this one was hard for me because you just don't know rookies coming in. You don't really see them beforehand. Uh, I'm also going to go with Scrabble from Egan, having never seen him played, but just the word of mouth and, you know, my hopes that he does really well. Um, my second runner up there was just Kevin from the Manatees because he, it seems like such a coin flip. Like, like I said earlier, he could be a starting shortstop for a single A team, or he might just be a guy that drinks a lot of beer with Tootin. I have no idea. Uh, and then on the Hawkins side, I decided, you know, I'm going to take a, take a flyer on this Smith dog, the Miller's newbie. Okay. Okay. I, I feel like he's got the, He's got the pedigree, you know, having actually played baseball and all that. Right. Okay. All right. Cust. So I'm looking at the cust results from last year. Has he tell me? Has Rocket won like the last seven in a row or something for Egan? No. Maybe you don't have that out, but I did. Well, so last year he didn't win it. He was actually for it. Dumpy. Whoa. So, All right. So, so for me, over in Egan, I'm actually going to go with Hove. Um, needs. I mean, he's a very competitive guy, and now that he has he a more prominent stop. role, um, with the baby cakes, I think that's just going to elevate that. And then over in Hopkins, I'm going to go with Psych. He wants the competition. We're not going to see more of a laid back that we normally see over in Egan. Um, so I think we're going to see Psych win the Cust Award over in Hopkins. Yeah, the Cust Award is a hard one. Just it's almost like the um, the Hall of Fame voting here. Like everyone seems to have a different set of you know, priorities when they vote. Um, I'm going to go for Egan for Sully out of the Bears. Uh, he, you know, he shows up all the time plays maybe the hardest of all of them i feel like there's going to be a few nights where he sacrifices his body where he probably shouldn't and he may or may not make the play i hope he does but um i think he's gonna he's gonna show up with it there and then over in hopkins i'm gonna give it to a mariner and i am going to pick squirrel austin he shows up he plays hard you know he does a good job yeah I think the Mariners going to be much better, and uh, yeah, I think uh, Austin's going to put it all out there and give it a, give it a go. Yeah, but I mean, like you could 
pick a name out of a hat for this award. And I don't know how people vote for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's always a crapshoot. All right. Give me your sticky paws. Right, sticky paws. Uh, so on the Hopkins side, I'm going to go with Mippy because he seems to make every play that people shouldn't. Um, like you pop one up and you think you just got a nice foul ball. He takes two steps because he's a giant. And then he reaches that long arm out and catches the ball. So that's annoying. So he gets it in Hopkins because he'll make like a 200 put out. And then on the Egan side, this really is um, a situation of the same guy wins it all the time. I feel like Rocky wins this of this uh, award all the time. So it could almost be called the Rocky Paw. People are going to have Rocky fatigue and we're going to vote the wish this year for Sticky Paw. So actually, last year Rocky did not win it. Apparently, um, I need to look more because Rocky <laughs> fatigue happened a year earlier than I thought it did. You're not wrong though. Rocky has won it a lot. Hove won it last oh. year. All right. Well, so, yeah. Hove had a lot of teammates. That's why. Although the Yankees have a ton <laughs> of teammates too. Yeah, yeah. Just pick a guy who makes a lot of putouts with the most yeah. teammates. Maybe that's what yep. it is. Hope won't win it this year because he only has three teammates. Yep, and he's going to be pitching more. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're, you're completely right. I, I think it's going to be Mippy over in Hopkins, and I'm back and forth on Hove or The Wish, but I think The Wish is going to step back from pitching this season, so I think The Wish is going to be more in the field. So sure. I'm going the same as you. That being said, I mean, if Rocky didn't win it last year, he's primed to win it again because the guy plays left field for the Yankees every single game. He shows, you know, maybe he should be our dark horse for Cusp too. Is that uh, he? He shows up and plays every inning out there. So and he's very quiet too. Something to think about, folks. He's robbed more home runs for my team than I can I care to count. I guess he just hit it higher. Yeah. All right. Skywiffle. Um, for me, I'm going to go with Dr. Seuss over in Egan. I think he now has to pitch more. And just being who he is, he, he's, he's lights out. So I think he's going to definitely be the Skywiffle over in Egan. And then, man, it, Hopkins. I... I gotta give it to my my boy Bliss. I'm gonna. I, I want Bliss to win a side wiffle. Oh, you're all I, in on I, Bliss. I love it. I, I'm all in on Bliss. Yes. That's awesome. I thought you were gonna give like a generic name, like I am. Um, nope. <laughs> gonna go with the easy up. Uh, that's awesome. I I would love to see Sam win one. It's. I think we both agree that he's a great pitcher and. Uh, I, I don't know that wins are what's going to win it for him or not, but like, yeah, I, I think he definitely could put together a season where that could happen, especially if the Millers come through for you and win that division. Right, and I, I oh, I'm trying to find the stats right now um, for pitching one year. I think he got snubbed in my mind. Where was it? What year was it? It was. 2019, he went now, three, three and he thirteen. Went, hurt. Yes, but his ERA was one point nine, with a batting average of one point or 
185. One, yeah, 185. And the that's whip was un- under one. That's unreal. 165 strikeouts to 21 walks. Only 15 home runs given up. 97 innings. Yeah, that's solid, man. I, I just felt he got snubbed that year, and I, I, I want him to win so bad. Like, yeah, people look at the wins, but I don't think wins necessarily dictate whether you should be Cy Whiffle or not. No, I, I that's like the MLB, too, and things have yeah. come so far. So I, I think you can make an argument, and when it comes award season, we can probably do an episode of – you know, getting those names out there that people might not look at. Cause I feel like a right. lot of people just happen to do it in like 15 minutes you yeah. know, over a, a lunch break or something. So I, I think that's a good future one. No, those are good. I like that. Uh, for Egan, I'm going to go with F scene. Um, I'm, I'm taking a flyer here that he shows up a lot. Uh, I'm all in on the vibes this season. I think they're going to be great with the addition of the wish. Uh, and I think John's just going to, Pitches a little hard out. And then over in Hopkins, um, it's a toss-up for me between two guys. I, I'm currently leaning Lulu, but I, I really want to say Nightmare. Like, uh, Wally's going to yeah. show up from the Egan side for the first time in since, you know, like over 10 years. From I think he played for the Colt 45s. And uh, I think he's going to show up and really solidify the rotation for that team. And then, yeah, like I said, it's a toss-up between the two. Uh, I got to go with Lulu. I think he is one of the best pitchers in the league for our style. From the distance and the speed limit, he has the repertoire to get people out over and over again. It's not like you see him once and you can start timing things. Uh, He has the location and switches it up enough that it's just nasty, so... I'll go Lulu and FC. Yeah. All right. Give me your yellow slammers. All right. Well, in Hopkins, I feel like it's just smallpox's award to win or lose. So I just assume he'll win it because he's really good. Even and then in Egan, over there? Uh, yeah. You know what? I think, I don't know. I don't think that Sykes going to have any problem playing in Hopkins and I you and I can probably I think we've talked about it before we kind of agree that the the talent has is shifted heavier on the Hopkins side from top to bottom like Egan's a little top heavy but Hopkins is really spread out like each team has the ability to beat another team every night you know at least split so calling a calling a series over at Hopkins each week is going to be hard Whereas in Egan, yeah. I think it's a little more straightforward. Um, but yeah, Sykes so going to see a much higher level of talent, maybe in or out each week. And uh, I don't know, Smallpox has just proven he can do it over and over. And if if he really wants to start focusing even more, he could probably hit 500 again. I assume he's yeah. done that before because yeah. he's really, really good at hitting. So, like I said, I think it's his to win or lose. Um, but yeah, Psych will be on his heels, no doubt. And then over in Egan, uh, it's obvious that it's it's mine. I'm going to be the El Slammer. Yeah, that's it. I, that's, it's mine. So at rest of Egan, just stop trying. I'm going to hit more than you. Yeah, I, I 
until you said your name, I completely forgot about you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's it's uh, all right. It's, it's forgettable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just so used to be you being over in Hopkins, so I don't even, like, think about that stuff. So, yeah. Um, I, I think it's going to be Epstein over in Egan. Um, and then I think over in Hopkins, I think it actually will be Psych. I, he, he's right, seen yeah. enough of the pitchers over in Egan, whether it be through MNWA or just seeing us off, like not during HRL, just in like the backyard screwing around or what whatnot. So yeah. I think he's seen us enough to where he can take it over. And he's immensely talented. So even if right. he hasn't seen you guys, I feel like he could just step into a situation and hit. So. Yeah, yeah. We'll need to do an episode on award voting with and invite a few people in, maybe like a round table and just get okay. the idea of like, what do people look for in each award? Cause I would love to talk shop with people to say like, what do you think a yellow slammer is? Is it hits? Is it runs, home runs, average, OVP? Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So that'd be great. Okay. All right. And then our last prediction before we end this episode is our MVPs for each league. You want to start or yeah. you want me to go? Sure. No, I'll go for it. I'll go. All right. So in Egan, there's a running theme here. Um, if you haven't figured it out, I heavily figure that the vibes are going to come out of Egan for the championship. So I picked Epstein for the side whiffle. I think he's going to ride that with his good bat and also win the MVP. Uh, similarly, I think I picked, uh, oh, I picked Mippy for the sticky paw, but, uh, I got Mippy as the MVP. He does it on the offense and defense and pitching side so well that, uh, I think he'll take home the MVP over in Hopkins. And maybe it's just because of how well-rounded his game is versus, you know, some peaks and valleys of some of the other, um, nominees. So that's what I got. All right. I, I'm going to agree with you. With Epstein over in Egan, I think that he's just going to be the guy to beat over there. And then also in Hopkins, I'm actually going to go with Webgem's going to repeat as MVP. Um, obviously, with the bat that he had last last year and his pitching performance, he I think he beat the record, set the record for most wins. So that doesn't hurt. Um, I, I, I think it's a little interesting now is that when he was on the crawdads everybody knew that they had to throw to web gem you couldn't walk web gem to go to the other three but now on uh, his team this year the aces there's two other players that you can throw to instead of him so I, i'm curious of whether or not his bat can continue from what he did last year yeah for sure I, I don't think it will be I, – I mean, I don't think his bat lets up any. I just don't think he gets the same amount of opportunities that right, the, exactly. the, the Crawdads did. Like The thing about the Crawdads and one of the reasons why they were able to lead the league in every offensive statistic besides just being really good is that they were all good. So when three guys hit 50 home runs, that means the guy behind them is getting another at-bat. Like No one's making yeah. outs there. So it's right. You get that many at bats, you get that much more opportunity to just showcase your skills. So, I mean, for a guy who had, he led his team with 116 hits last year. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. 
And as far as the older guys go, which Web Jeff is, in the same bracket as myself, he keeps himself in phenomenal shape. Like, I don't know where he yes. finds the time with all those kids, unless it's just his regiment <laughs> is chasing his children. But he is in much better shape than I have ever been in. So that's I'm, that most people in the league. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But do you have any other statements that you want to throw out there before we close this one out? No, I don't think so. We covered everything we met, we set up to do. Um, yeah, we're good. Sounds good. And I know that our next episode is going to be after the season starts. So we're going to be having at least one week of games in. So maybe we can talk a little bit about that. But our next episode is to plan on maybe recapping those and then for sure breaking down the new feature in the league with the games of the week happening on Mondays that we're streaming so that people don't have to go to the fields and that we can watch from our houses to see what's going on in the HRL. So uh, that's the plan that we, that we plan on doing for the next episode. And I know you mentioned that we needed to find an outro. I haven't found an outro yet. So (laughs) (laughs) I think we still need to brainstorm on that, but um, I'm I'm going to think, I'm going to steal one from my, my favorite podcast, Rates and Barrels, uh, Eno Saris. I'm just going to say thanks for listening. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. And Sanchez says the same thing. So we'll see you hopefully in two weeks. I get up in the evening. And I-